It's panic time in Pittsburgh because the Steelers are in free fall. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. You can bet Steelers fans were sobbing into their soggy, terrible towels after that Bengals 41-10 beatdown of the team from Pittsburgh that used to dominate like that. Such was the sorry but all-too-frequent sight last Sunday. The crying fans' common refrain was that their favorite football team had finally reached rock bottom. Their Hall of Fame quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, stick a fork in him, he's done. The defense, once nicknamed the Steel Curtain, injuries have reduced it to Swiss cheese, especially against the run. Despite all this, a majority of Steelers fans are still fully expecting their proud Pittsburgh team to circle the wagons and put up a pounding physical game against the arch-rival Ravens this Sunday at Heinz Field. In other words, the Steelers can't get any worse, can they? Hey, this could be the biggest and most dangerous delusion of all just as it was delusional to think bringing back Big Ben at 39 and slower than a snail for a supposed playoff swan song. The Steelers' brass were obviously smoking something when they thought they could replace an aging all-pros up and down the offensive line with no-name players and rookies on the cheap. Even team president Art Rooney II mistakenly believed that all it would take to revive the once-vaunted Steelers running game was drafting a rookie from Alabama and plugging in Najee Harris behind that shoddy Steelers blocking. None of it has worked. The Steelers, as I said, are in freefall. And anyone who believes they've hit bottom yet can't be looking at the schedule that awaits this team that is no longer capable of being physical on either side of the football. It could get much worse starting this Sunday versus the Ravens. A few Steelers analysts insist this must happen in order to dispel the last of those lingering Steelers delusions that led to the disaster we're witnessing right now. The Steelers need to fail spectacularly in order to bring about the house-cleaning cleanse of rebuilding. Another patented, non-losing season under Coach Mike Tomlin would be the worst-case scenario. It would keep alive the flickering belief that the Steelers are a player or two away. They aren't. Former Pittsburgh players like a slack-jawed Ryan Clark on ESPN, they see it. These aren't the Steelers they play for. The standard has slipped. The physical punishment used to accompany playing the Pittsburgh team is gone. The Steelers are a soft touch. Opponents no longer fear them. As clear-eyed Ryan Clark accurately noted, the Steelers team that rolled over for the Bengals had, quote, absolutely no physicality, unquote, and the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, unquote. The bottom line for an emotional Clark, quote, 
They're not my beloved Steelers anymore, unquote. No, Ryan, they are not. Without the physical part of the Pittsburgh football team, the once rivalry game versus the Ravens could devolve into a rollover route on Sunday. How in the world will the Steelers stop the Ravens' running game? Coach Mike Tomlin says it's, quote, put up or shut up time. But the words he uttered at his weekly press conference belied a shaken confidence in his once physical team. The players he and general manager Kevin Colbert have assembled aren't winning the most important battle anymore. That being the individual battle with themselves to improve every day, every week. Tomlin knows if you're not competing and winning with yourself, you have little hope of doing the same with an opponent. Tomlin said this, quote, effort, that man versus himself battle. We have to challenge ourselves and dig down deep to be at our best in an effort to meet those challenges, unquote. Pittsburgh teams of the past rose to such occasions. This team doesn't seem capable of doing so. Ryan Clark sees it. Same with Rocky Blyer. And even Tomlin admits these sharp-eyed ex-Steelers just might be right. Quote, they would know, Tomlin said when told of the ex-player's comments at his press conference. Quote, they know the things we value. I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but guys that have been here, guys that have been in that room, guys that understand the standards we aspire to, they have a better understanding of that than anybody in that room right now. I would imagine whatever it is you're referring to that they said, I would agree with them, unquote. With that, the 2021 Steelers have lost before even taking the field. Their once prideful physical identity has been stripped away. Of course, a home game awaits against a big division rival. The Heinz Field stands will swell with Steelers fans hoping against hope the outcome will somehow be different. That the Steelers will rise up. That they will win, beat the Ravens, and remain alive for the NFL's expanded playoffs. But this could be the most damaging outcome of all. It would only prolong the delusion and the agony. Why, you ask? Well, we have much more on the sorry state of the Steelers and a strong argument for a failed season as the best medicine in this blue pill edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday. As always, it will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the harsh reality of the sorry state of the Steelers to life or death. Right now, let's get right to it. There was a time earlier in the season, and especially after that stirring game against the Chargers that was ultimately lost, when some Steelers fans were entertaining the thought of Ben Roethlisberger returning again in 2022. Like I said before, the Steelers' delusions are dangerous. 
In wake of the Bengals' beatdown and Roethlisberger's egregious interceptions, the idea is now dying. The mood in Pittsburgh is to move on from Big Ben. And as the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette notes, the pro football-focused scores for Roethlisberger bear this out. They write this of Roethlisberger and his paltry PFF rating of 50. Quote, his 20 turnover-worthy throws this season lead the league. His 15 big-time throws rated by PFF among the top passes thrown in a given week rank in the bottom half among quarterbacks with at least 250 dropbacks. His season grade of 56.4 is the worst of any passer in that cohort. He's been awful against pressure, too, with a 30.7 grade that ranks 34th out of 35 quarterbacks with at least 50 dropbacks. And that's just PFF's take, unquote. Hey, but it's not just Big Ben on that woeful offense. The first-round rookie who was supposed to resuscitate the Steelers' running game, Najee Harris, has been slipping of late. Yes, his awful O-line and the terrible Matt Canada play calling are partly to blame, but Najee himself has explaining to do about his sliding PFF rating, which stands at an anemic 50.9. The Post-Gazette writes this, quote, The rookie running back has fallen into a bit of a rut lately, recording three of his worst scores since his week four breakout game against Green Bay. And his grade Sunday was his lowest of the season. The overall trend is downward, primarily because he's not been elusive when he's been given the ball. His 2.51 yards after contact per carry ranks 12 out of 15 running backs with at least 50 attempts since week nine. Only Miles Gaskin with Miami and Baltimore's Devonta Freeman have been worse. Regardless of the blocking, that number will have to improve for this ground game attack to get going again, unquote. So what to do about all this? How do the Steelers dig themselves out of the hole after being buried by the Bengals? Well, here's Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic on how far the Steelers have fallen and their very limited options for retooling in time to face the Ravens. He writes this, quote, The Bengals, the team the Steelers have owned for decades, socked the Steelers in the face and continued to do so over and over and over on Sunday. The usually big, bad Steelers could do nothing but take it. It was almost like the Steelers quit. How does that get fixed? Well, it's going to take more than just trying harder. The Ravens are 8-3, and three, and despite a plethora of injuries, have continued to find ways to win games of late while the Steelers' injuries have proven to be too much to overcome. The Steelers will be without T.J. Watt and potentially Joe Hayden on defense, which is not good for a team that will attempt to control quarterback Lamar Jackson, something they've done quite well in the previous three matchups. One thing that this matchup always brings is physicality. 
Tomlin surprisingly said that he's unsure if his team is equipped to handle that type of game, especially coming off what happened against the Bengals. Here's Tomlin, quote, we will see on Sunday, won't we? It's put up and shut up time. Talking doesn't get it done. What we do in that stadium on Sunday is what is real. We aren't seeking comfort. We aren't trying to quell the masses, if you will. We stunk it up, and we're going to wallow in our stench for a while and wait for our next opportunity to play football, unquote. Back to Caboli. Quote, what has Tomlin concerned is the lack of effort he saw out of his team against the Bengals. When he talked about effort, it's not about running the ball. It's about winning one-on-one battles, whipping blocks, and making tackles coming off blocks. Basically, it's about being physical and doing things the Steelers have been known for in the past. When Tomlin noted after the game that changes could be on the way, my first reaction was, don't hold your breath, Kaboli goes on. But if Tomlin is true to his words, what changes make sense? Well, number one, Devin Bush needs to sit. But with middle linebacker Robert Spillane injuring his knee in the game, it's complicated. Bush had another awful game. He wasn't attacking the blockers, was getting pushed down the field seven yards on runs, and seemed to be slow to the holes. It's all the same things he's been doing. It doesn't matter why it is happening. It is happening, and he needs to be benched. Perhaps they could go with rookie Buddy Johnson and hope for the best. If cornerback Joe Hayden is out, James Pierre cannot start. Justin Lane or Alejo Witherspoon would be the guy to go with. Pierre very well could have had the worst game of any Steelers player this year in coverage, penalties, and tackling. Meanwhile, offensive tackle Zach Banner needs to be in the starting lineup. Whether it's for Dan Moore or Chuckas Okafor, it matters not. Banner's physicality is needed now more than ever. Still, I wouldn't expect any of those moves to happen. That's the problem. And that's all good stuff for Mark Caboli with The Athletic. But we move on. Looking at that Ravens game and the biggest stat in that game will be the run and the Steelers' season-long problem stopping it. Here's the Post-Gazette setting the stage. Quote, Opponents are averaging 195 rushing yards during the Steelers' 0-2-1 streak, and that's an ominous sign with the Ravens, the NFL's second-ranked rushing team. They're visiting Heinz Field on Sunday, and the Steelers are 0-2-1 in their past three games, and at 5-5-1 overall, they are tied with Cleveland 6-6 for the last place in the division, the AFC North. That's the setup for what is going to happen Sunday with the Ravens. And I ask again, what should the Steelers do? Well, one Steelers analyst has an answer that is both simple but painful. It's time to blow it up in Pittsburgh. So says Paul Zeise, writing for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And this is what he says of a complete Steelers rebuild. Quote, 
the Steelers need to come to grips with the truth. It is a reality Steelers fans need to come to grips with, too. This is not a good football team anymore. The Steelers are not a team anyone fears. The Steelers are also no longer the most talented or second or third most talented team in their division. They no longer have the best or even second best quarterback in the division, and they aren't even the best coach team. Ben Roethlisberger is a fading superstar clearly trying to hang on to his glory days. It made no sense for him or any of the other key players to stay in that Bengals game. But in many ways, it is a microcosm of just how delusional the Steelers are these days. Roethlisberger said it showed that his heart and character were in it. I say it showed the coach's incredible lack of awareness of the situation. If Steelers fans really truly care about their favorite team, they should root for this kind of skull-dragging every week. They should root for the Steelers not just to lose, but to get embarrassed so that it is crystal clear to every decision maker with the franchise that this team needs a complete makeover. The fact that there still are some who seemingly think they are just a player or two away is amazing. And it seems like the only way the front office will commit to a full rebuild and one that includes some major changes on the coaching staff is if there is no questions left unanswered by the end of the season. The worst thing that can happen for the Steelers is if they somehow finish 9-7-1 and and slot their way into the playoffs. It would even be bad if they go 3-3 three and three down the stretch and get to 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. If that happens, we'll get the same song and dance in the offseason from Art Rooney and company that we were close, that we are close. We just need to stay the course. And that could mean, incredibly, they decide to bring Roethlisberger back for one more season. Let's be very clear. The Steelers bringing Roethlisberger back this season has done nothing except delay their rebuilding process by a year. It did nothing but feed their delusions that somehow they aren't that far away from being a contender. It was a waste of time and money as they had to make moves to go all in and try to win this year. But that was always the wrong approach. The Bengals game only continued the trend that showed what the Steelers really are. The pipe dream that this team isn't that far from being a contender needs to end now. Sunday's result versus the Bengals was actually a good one for the Steelers and their fans because it may be the wake-up call the front office needs to face the reality that it is time to rebuild. Hey, that is strong stuff from Paul's eyes with the Post-Gazette. But it is medicine that perhaps the Steelers and its fan base need to take. And there you have it, Steelers fans. The best way to help your favorite football team just might be rooting for a big Ravens route this Sunday at Heinz Field. And who would have thought? But here we are. And here we will be every Wednesday afternoon. That's when your Steelers Update podcast comes out fresh 
So sign up wherever you download your favorite podcast so you get it automatically. And of course, check out my print column Thursday. It's always worth a laugh with the memes that I stuff in there uh, showing, you know, the mood in Pittsburgh via Twitter. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.